0: welcome to the first ever adversity psychologist podcast, a podcast incorporating narratives about facing and navigating adversity, a mixture of people, and their experiences and some psychological professional discussion. So who am I? I'm Dr. Tara Quinturillo I'm a qualified and regulated psychologist with over 20 years experience of mental health, disability and human behaviour. I'm a specialist in managing adversity and helping people utilise psychological principles to empower them to manage their well-being following adverse experiences. The Adversity Psychologist podcast is going to focus on narratives of lived experience of adversity, It will include discussion of the psychological principles around coping and what we can learn from adverse experiences. I want to use my vast clinical background to explore different types of adversity, which include things like emotional, mental, physical and financial adversity. Inspiration for the podcast has come from not only my clinical experience, but from extensive work with people throughout the COVID-19 pandemic, learning about how they've navigated the challenges that they faced. I'm sure many of us have faced adverse experiences throughout our lives. We have all stories to share and personal meaning behind those experiences too. People connect through shared experiences and through normalising conversations around vulnerability, coping and the emotional impact of adversity. I want to share people's stories of navigating adversity in the hope that through being heard, a big dose of compassion and some understanding, we can help others in the face of adversity too. In March 2020, our lives literally changed overnight in response to the coronavirus pandemic. Since this time, we have been through a multitude of changes in the way that we live our lives. When faced with adversity and threat, such as a global pandemic, the human brain goes into threat mode, which can often include protection mode as well. This may lead to a decreased ability to be receptive to processing new information efficiently. We may notice that therefore our thinking is a little unclear or muddled or that we tend to pay attention to negative over positive information. This is really normal, but it could be tricky to manage. It does take time for the human brain to get used to adverse situations, such as the lockdowns that we had imposed on us in 2020 and 2021 as well. But after a while, our brains do begin to open up to the prospect of productivity again. It's important to note that the body's response to threat and adversity is a normal process and not one to be pathologized. Examples may include the anxiety that we felt at times, for some which may have been quite overwhelming in terms of the thoughts, the emotions, the physiological sensations that we may have experienced. Many of us will have made those self-judgments in respects to how we thought we may cope, how we are coping. Most human beings are pretty resilient. We can cope with quite a lot. So what I'd like you to do is just have a little think. What are your takeaways from the pandemic? What are the things that you thought you wouldn't cope with, but maybe were surprised? What are the, even if they are, just small takeaways from how you've coped during the past two years? Now, I'm sure we've all dealt with a lot during those lockdowns. For most people, a real prominent thing was a lack of social contact. For many, suddenly having to work from home, homeschooling children. Many people were trying to cope with trying to salvage businesses and careers, and even finances as well. As natural social beings, being restricted from socialising has been difficult for many people, and it's impacted our emotional well-being too. After months and months of managing multiple roles, the homeschooler, trying to run a business perhaps, trying to run your personal life, your social life, being separated from family and friends, we may then have found that perhaps we were a little bit exhausted. And as some of those lockdowns ended and we were allowed to begin to emerge again, some people may also have noticed that there was some absurdity, some anxiety and maybe even some fear about re-emerging into the world again, which were really normal feelings. The difficult thing is as human beings is we do like to compare ourselves with others. So for many of us, we may have struggled looking at how other people are coping. Some people were able to literally run across the beach to freedom, as in a well-known advert that we've all seen. For other people, they wanted to take their time. For people even now, they are taking their time and the really important thing is that we try and utilise our autonomy at times like this with what we're able to manage, what we want to manage and just keeping an eye on those really tricky thoughts about what other people are doing in comparison to us. There is research that indicated that that initial elation at lockdown being eased in 2020 may have been accompanied by some melancholy when we were kind of faced with this reality that perhaps life is not going to be the same. We had to make room for loss and grief in terms of relationships and things that may not have happened, loss of loved ones throughout the pandemic, and we may not have been able to be with them or to support them. We may have grief in respect to a new version of the world that we are now faced with. We may have had to make room for loss and grief in respect to the new version of the world that we found ourselves faced with. Coronavirus impacted not only on people's health, but it really impacted on the way that we live and actually the way we will continue to live our lives. Towards the new normal beyond was a phrase that I used quite a lot, which was coined by the British Psychological Society in 2020 to describe the way we're all moving forward with this new way of life. I think that this captures the essence of the fact that life will be redefined for many as a result of coronavirus. Now, it's natural that many people may have different opinions on how we should have emerged from lockdowns, how we should be living life now. There will be natural dissonance, and there has been amongst different sections of society as we navigate forward. Even within an individual, sometimes some cognitive dissonance can occur where we may find ourselves behaving in a way that goes against a belief or a value that we hold. For example, many of us may have found that we had contradictory beliefs around emerging from some of those lockdowns regarding social distancing, but that being at odds with our natural urge to socialise and to be with others. The impact of reduced social contact on our emotional well-being led people to attempt to reduce this dissonance in more creative ways, such as using online socialising through video calls and even creative things such as having video bingo, video dinners or quizzes. We've coped with much adversity during the pandemic, during the multiple lockdowns. The majority of us have worked really hard to adhere to guidance and restrictions, and we have been instrumental in containing the spread of the disease. There has been much research that indicates that during times of crisis, individuals may connect with strangers in a way that they haven't done before. Coronavirus and the threat it imposes has brought many communities together. Isolation support groups, volunteers doing food deliveries and medication deliveries are such wonderful examples in many communities. It would be wonderful, I think, if we could continue to build on this as we go forward with this new normal the ability to try and cultivate increased compassion towards others as we navigate the world around us. As human beings, our empathy can have limits though. Sometimes we do get fatigued and the multiple lockdowns are an example of that. So it's okay to sometimes notice that maybe you're not able to be compassionate to others all the time, that you may need to look after yourself and this is okay too. We might all have different views on how we think we should have navigated the pandemic, how we should be living life now. Rates are going up in some places and people are unsure as how to navigate this. The effect of this ongoing dissonance in respect to how we emerge and how we move forward in life can impact people's emotional health and well-being. So we need to be really careful to be kind to ourselves and considerate of other people as we navigate the coming months and years. I'm really keen on the emotional well-being and the mental health of communities. It's a passion of mine. And I think that actually maybe we can try and cultivate more compassion to support our communities as we go forward. So if there's something small that you can do for your neighbour for a friend, for something else in your community, we know that this is evidence-based to help our own emotional and psychological health as well. Although we've been talking about the pandemic in this first episode, which was the kind of reason that I set up this podcast, looking at how we have navigated huge adverse experiences, the impact on our physical, our emotional, psychological health. We also as human beings quite often go through different types of adverse experiences. What I want to do in this podcast going forward is to hear real people with real stories of adversity, how they've navigated it, what the challenges were, what support they had and how useful this was, so that we can perhaps help other people listening to take some little small nuggets in terms of coping and well being. This first episode has concentrated on the pandemic the emotional, the physical, the psychological impact of lockdowns, social isolation, uncertainty about the world and the future. But actually, it's commonplace for human beings to go through adverse experiences. Many people have stories and narratives to share of the adversity that they've faced and how they've coped with this. What I want to achieve with this podcast is to really get in touch with the human story behind different examples of adversity, how people have coped, what's worked for them, what they needed more of. Sometimes hearing a human story helps us resonate just that little bit more. And what I'm hoping is that people listening may be able to take away some small bits of information to help them cope with adversity or to know where to get help if they're struggling with an adverse experience at the current time. Thanks for listening to this first episode and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Adversity Psychologist Podcast. It's so lovely to have you here. I'm Dr. Tara Quinturillo, and you can find me at drtara.co.uk. You'll see everything I'm up to free resources, my media work, and my new COVID recovery clinic as well. Remember to please rate and review my podcast. It really helps people to benefit from the narratives of overcoming adversity if they know where to find us. The Adversity Psychologist Podcast, helping you step at a time.